Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. It's about sales funnels. In case you don't know what sales funnels are, you can Google it, but uh, you know, ultimately, it's not very complicated. The steps that people take uh, from going from just a lead to actually buying from you. That's what a sales funnel is. And it's usually re- represented with like a funnel. If you Google what a sales funnel is, it's usually like a funnel, like lead, prospect, blah, 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 and then sale, you know? So, and it's like fewer people as you go down the funnel. So I'm not really here to give you like theoretical advice on funnels. We're really gonna talk about how to actually implement that. Um, so let's get started with that. I guess a lot of people, when they learn about funnels and they start implementing funnels, they just copy. They just go on the internet and copy someone's funnel, which is great. You know, that's how you should get started. Just copy someone's funnel. But it helps a lot if you know how they make made that funnel because then you know what's going on behind scenes. You can tweak it without breaking it and stuff like that. So it's very important that you actually know how a funnel works, uh, not just the ability to copy a funnel from someone in the same industry. So um, it's basically you need to know what your audience will respond to most. And if you really know what they'll respond to and what they resonate with, then it's just going to be a lot easier to sell to them. Okay. That means you can adapt your funnel, the sales process that uh, you take with your leads to what they respond to best. So there's like the fewest possible drop-off points. So people stay in your funnel and are more likely to buy from you basically. So what, what's, what is a very simple representation of a funnel like that? So there's two points. There's point A and point B, right? So point A is your prospect's current reality and point B is your prospect's ideal reality. So the ideal reality, it's, you know, it's, it's also the reality where they buy from you. So how do you get them from point A to an ideal reality where their need is met and uh, they buy from you basically? So every audience and every market is faced with a point A and point B. So, you know, current reality and ideal reality that they want. So point A is what we call the current reality. That's exactly where they are in life. And if they were there in their life uh, and they were happy, they would never want to look at your products or services, okay? So someone who's like in at point A and they're like, oh, I'm already satisfied and happy, don't really need anything else. They're not really going to buy your stuff. <laughs> so you need to have an audience of people who are not completely satisfied with point A, okay? So you need to find a problem in your market. So something's bothering them, something in the something's in the way from where they are to where they want to go. So they don't know how to reach point B. They don't know how to reach satisfaction. And um, you know, they really want that ideal reality for themselves. And that's where you come in. That's why you can make money um, from this market. Let me just pour myself some tea here. Ah, perfect. 
But anyway, so if you're into business, regardless of the stage where you're at, uh, sometimes you have to stop to think and regularly ask yourself, um, what is the current reality of the person that I want to sell to? Because ultimately people will buy from you if they feel like you understand their situation and you feel like you know what they should do and you're also an expert. What is their life like right now? Like where do they hang out right now? What kind of goals do they have? What goals are they suffering with? You know, what goals can they not achieve by themselves? What is what are the pain points, uh, problems, frustrations, and what kind of suffering are they experiencing right now that you can go in and solve for them and it'll be worth a lot of money to them so you can uh, get paid. So point that was point A basically and what you can do with point A. Now with point B, this prospect's ideal reality. So point B is the ideal reality where they want to get to and what what's in the way from where they are to where they want to get to. So you'll need to define uh, a clear idea of the place where your prospects want to get to, okay? So the kind of success they want to achieve. And when you can have a clear vision about both your prospects' current and ideal reality, then you have the point A and point B identified. So how do you define these points A and B? So once we know what our current customer's point A is, the situation that they hate, they are stuck in, um, and what they're, you know, where they are basically, um, and where they aspire to be, and um, how we can get them there, then we potentially have a market to go into. I don't know if that makes sense. Basically, if you find out an issue in a market, and then you do some research and you find out a solution to that, then it may be worth it for you to get into that market. So you won't have evidence for this until you've you know, actually talked to people and gotten confirmation. So what I'm really saying here is to start building a sales funnel, you need to start with market research, okay? So if you do the market research, then fantastic. You can have evidence that um, you know, what you're going to sell may succeed. If you do not do market research, then you're kind of just guessing or copying someone. And that is not the ideal situation. That's basically the summary of what I'm telling you guys. So let's see. Oh, yeah. So a few people joining in. Welcome. So for example, let's say you're teaching people how to play tennis and you want to find people that were, you know, whose current reality is that they suck at tennis, okay? And the ideal reality they aspire to is that they can improve and perfect their technique, okay? So the ideal reality is where they're like already good at tennis and, um, you know, they can just benefit from being good at tennis. So then you could go to a tennis club, for example, and find people that are struggling to play tennis and ask them questions like, what do you feel like when you play tennis? How does it feel uh, to you when you're like doing a certain move? What are your challenges? What is the problem that you're facing? What are the pain points that you're facing? Uh, and how does that make you feel when that happens, like when the problems happen? 
And you're doing this basically to really find out those pain points and uh, stuff like that. So you could use that in your funnel because once they enter your funnel, then you can adjust the funnel to what they need and um, show them that you understand their pain points. And that way, um, they're going to be like hooked to follow through because it's very easy to get out of a sales funnel. You just like don't pick up the phone anymore or you uh, ignore an email or whatever and you're not in a funnel anymore. Do you understand? So your clients, your prospects, they're very easily distracted. They're always like, oh, well, I'm just going to pay attention to something else now. Oh, here's a better solution. You shine your toy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's always that problem that you need to solve. Uh, and that is their ability to get distracted very easily. And you do that by understanding their issues, their challenges, their beliefs, their fears, et cetera, on uh, the deepest possible way and communicating that to them over and over and over, over in your marketing. And if you can do that, fantastic. Then uh, probably you can make a lot of money, especially if you're a good copywriter or you're good at sales. That's why we always um, teach sales in the mastermind daily hustle because that's what really gets, uh, you know, that's what really gets results early on. And if you want to get a little bit more advanced, you can learn copywriting as well later on. And then you can, you know, it's like a scalable version of sales, you can say. So how do you prove that you can get them to that point B? Because they're like, okay, well, he understands my problem, but how do I know for real that he actually can get me to point B to where I want to go. So the only way to really move people is to show them that other people, other humans like them have gone through this process. Okay. So show them proof that there is a way for them to go from their current reality to their ideal reality using your process, your product, your service, whatever. Right. So just by showing them whether it's pictures, videos, text, testimonials, case studies, success stories, people will start to believe uh, as long as you keep providing these things. So start including in your website compelling success stories and case studies of how your customers went from point A to point B, uh, successfully tackling their obstacles and challenges along the way. So you put that on your website. I have, of course, you know, I have a lot of successful clients. So anytime someone gets sales, I try to get them on a phone and there's like, dozens of videos on my website of, of case study success stories and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I use it very effective <laughs> and ultimately, you know, you don't have to lie. If you're actually providing a real service, then you don't have to like make shit up. You just film some of your clients and they say, well, here's the results. Here's the problems I had, blah, 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 blah. And it's very, very compelling. And, only a few companies do this. Like you would think that this is a basic strategy and everyone knows about it. Fuck no, no one's doing this. No one's doing proper testimonials these days. Almost no one. If you want to see how important testimonials are, go on Amazon or type in Amazon sues fake, um, fake reviewers. Amazon actually sued a bunch of people on Fiverr for giving fake reviews. That's because Amazon knows how important those real reviews are on their website. So if those billion dollar companies like Amazon understand it, then you know for us it's you know three times as important. And actually with, with these kinds of testimonials and like all this evidence, the more detailed 
that evidence is the better okay so if you can make like an hour-long video of one of your students or one of your clients getting results and like being super satisfied or whatever or even like a, a diary style case study then fantastic you know the more detailed the better and the more you can show them that this is where somebody was before this is what they did in going through the process you know buying or using the product or service and then where they want to get to you know that you show all of that so if you show all of that in your case studies then um, you know it works fantastically well because people actually believe you especially if you provide data like numbers and stuff like that um, and you can even in beginning you may even think that well I don't have any clients yet what do I do what how can I leverage this if I don't have any clients yet well you have yourself as a success story probably right so it's not like just because you're just starting out that you can't do anything. You still have yourself as a success story. So if you're, for example, selling websites, make yourself a freaking website. <laughs> Say, I made this website for myself. Here's the results that I've gotten. So it's always possible. So let's talk about conversion elements. So you have all this data, you gathered all this data, and you're looking to set up conversion elements in your funnel that help you actually get the sale. So what is the what is a conversion element? It's when somebody says to you they're interested and they opt in for like a webinar, a newsletter, uh, like, a, like a Tripwire product or whatever. They're looking for information to help them to go from A to B, right? So that's really a fun foundational point here. Uh, in order for them to start investing and looking at your content, you have to start sending them a series of emails to build a relationship and generate trust. And if you're not doing email marketing, then you, it's a series of calls. And if it's not a series of calls, it's a series of visits. You know, it, it applies to all kinds of marketing and sales here, not just like email marketing. So there will be a point where and by the way you can also um this also applies to big companies if you want to sell to big companies always a sequence of meetings calls etc etc it's very rare that a big company buys a product or service for like a large amount of money like two hundred thousand dollars and they don't meet you like seven times or something and you know it takes several months usually as well so there will be a point where these people are ready to buy it from you, basically. And at some point, these people will be ready to say, I'm ready to take the leap and make a purchase. Or I'm ready to take the leap and pick up the phone. Or ask for a call me back. Or, you know, get the brochure so I can make a choice or, like, whatever, you know. Like, some of the best results I've gotten is to get people to fill in the form to get a call back. It's fantastic. People love getting callbacks for some reason. <laughs> so in order for that action to happen, so the, the you know, them buying from you, you'll have to promote a clear call to action on the website, blog, social media, wherever you communicate with them, or even on a phone call. You need to promote a clear call to action. Almost every single website in the whole world and almost every single salesperson in the whole world does this wrong, by the way. They don't go for the clothes. They don't tell them what to do. People will not do anything if you don't tell them what to do in a sales situation. So this call to action would be something along the lines of, are you ready to take the next step? Uh, then fill in this form, 
and uh, get a free consultation call, you know, and on the call you would uh, close it, for example. And that is a conversion element. Do you see how that is a conversion element? That's an element that helps them move down the funnel, basically, to, to closer to buying from you. So you're basically asking them to transition from one side of the wall to the other side in order to say they're actually interested and willing to move forward in the journey or already click the buy button, basically. So um, the people that you get through this step aren't just captured leads anymore. They're going from your massive email list or call list or prospect list where you've maybe you know got 8,000 people or whatever and they go to the form or the website or a call um, where they're ready to take the next step, to take the next action. So now you've grouped a very small group of people, let's say like a quarter, like 2,000 people that are extremely hot and interested, or if you're doing calls, like 10 people, you know, it really depends what kind of marketing you do. And um, they're the people that actually want it. So at that point, you've established at the very least that they actually want it. If they haven't bought yet, you've established that they actually at least want it badly, okay? So forget marketing to the rest of them because, you know, just focus your attention on this small short list. So those 2,000 people out of the 8,000 and try to maximize the conversion on these people. So you can do a different type of marketing to these people than to people who are, you know, not necessarily interested yet. So when setting up the form, these people will fill in to call back or whatever. Make sure to ask for their names and phone numbers, okay? The best sales uh, strategy that I know is to get people on the phone and just close them on the phone. I know a lot of people are talking about like automated marketing, automated sales funnels, et cetera, et cetera. But the best, highest close rate thing that I know in the whole world is a simple phone call. So after they fill in the form, give them a link to the calendar where they can schedule a free consultation call with you. Um, for example, I use meetme.so, so scheduleones.com. And uh, you know they'll schedule a call with you and you can just jump on and, and do the sales call and you're done. If you wanna learn how to do sales calls, you know we, we have a mastermind, just ask me about it. I'll teach you how, it's very simple. It's very simple to do sales calls. And it's being taught in a very complicated way. If you read a lot of books, it's very complicated. But sales is very simple. And I can teach a complete newbie in, in a matter of two weeks. So the best people who are really interested are going to fill in the form that I just talked about. And they're, you know, they're actually interested in the initial free call and free consultation. So you should... Um, you know, when you once you get them on the call, these are super qualified leads. You better make the most out of the opportunity because you know these are your best leads. So if they don't answer the phone or it goes to vo voicemail, at least you have their name and their email address, so you can email them regularly and say, "Hey, uh, you did fill out the form, but you know we didn't talk. So can you rebook and stuff like that?" So there's a lot of possibilities here to uh, still close sales. So what you're trying to do is to get them to signal to you that they're interested so that you're not marketing to people who aren't interested because you don't want to waste time talking and marketing people who are not interested, can't afford it, et cetera, et cetera. And you're trying to get them to take a little bit more action so that they become committed to the process. So committed to the process means that they, they really are not likely to back out of the sales process anymore, which is you know the best solution for you because then you're going to have an easier time closing the sale and they are going to have a harder time walking away. So 
um, if they don't finish the process, uh, you can come back and continue to market to them and continue to guide them through the process. Okay, so just by clicking a few things and filling out their information, um, that free call becomes a more kind of it, it just becomes more valuable to them because they're more invested basically. So what 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 does this look like? So someone will come to your from your email list, for example, and they go to an opt-in page that offers a free consultation. They'll apply for the free consultation. And uh, step three is when they do, you show them a link to your calendar so they can choose a time and date to call. And then step four is then they get to fill out this information. And a really good tool you can use is uh, you know just use Schedule Once. That's the one I use. Uh, and that automatically books them in your schedule. And you know, this is the you know, this is the process basically. And then you have them on a sales call and you better close them. Because if you don't close them, you're fucked. <laughs> so you close them at that call. Um, and you can have between 40 and 80% close rate like that. So tested, proven, works. So how do you generate leads for all this? Okay, because I just want to touch upon that briefly because I talked about funnels. And funnels and lead generation is really a separate topic, but I just want to touch upon lead generation really quickly because I'm sure you guys want to know that. Anyone listening to this is like, but how do I get people in the funnel? So in the world of online marketing, there are four main traffic generation categories. Uh, there's content marketing, which is, you know, blogging, creating your own content and like YouTubing and all that kind of stuff. That's what I do. Uh, paid advertising, like Facebook ads, Google ads, Twitter ads, uh, et cetera. Uh, that's I do that as well. Uh, social media building a community, building like a well, you know, a, a team, a tribe via Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, etc. I'm doing that as well. It works really well. And then you have partnerships. <laughs> partnerships are really nice as well. In case you don't want to do your own work, you just partner up with someone who already has a list. Yeah, so because someone else has an audience already and they already have a following and you build a partnership with them, they'll send you some of that audience. They'll send you that as traffic in exchange for uh, a commission on the sales, basically. So these are the easiest partnerships you cr create can create is become a guest writer and another person's blog that is read in your niche. And another way is to do YouTube video collaborations with YouTubers, like I have done that a little bit in the past, but you know that works really well. You can get like 4,000 subscribers instantly like that. So if you use these four traffic generation resources, you're going to build um, more stability in your marketing as opposed to if you use just one of them and your business because you'll have a great um, amount of stuff going on everywhere. You know, people are like, if they quit your email list, they're still on your social media. So it's, it's you know, they're, they're always in the loop. And it's really hard to get out. And you've got every area covered. You're kind of hedging your bets. So that's what I wanted to mention in terms of uh, lead generation. All right. This was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it. I'll see you next time. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit vitkin.net. That's V-I-T-K-I-N.net. Thank you for listening to the show and see you next time.